Six, count them, six national championships now for the Oklahoma Sooners softball program. Patty Gasso, the legend, Jocelyn Allo, the GOAT. We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooners Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. For all the best odds and scores and news, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for joining us for this championship episode of Locked On Sooners. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And joining me as he does every day is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on the Ref in Norman 94.7. Josh, number six. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six, Natty Patty and six-time Oklahoma Sooner softball national champions. Felt like this was really kind of a formality, at least for me, as soon as Oklahoma was able to stave off elimination versus UCLA with that 15 to nothing run rule victory that uh, Oklahoma enjoyed there. But you still have to, in the championship series, take care of business. And now that this has gone final and there's a ring for the other hand for Oklahoma, it, it was ultimately resounding for OU and this uh, quest for back-to-back championships. And just like this Oklahoma Sooners team has done all season long, they responded well to adversity. I mean, this was a team that was down 2 nothing heading into the fourth. They hadn't really gotten a hold of Estelle Check. She was pitching pretty well. When they did get runners on base, she was able to work around it. And it was really the Oklahoma Sooners defense initially that kept them in the ball game. Jordy Ball was pitching okay, but that first inning, it could have really gotten away from them. But Jada Coleman comes up with arguably the play of the year, uh, robbing Courtney Day of what would have been a two-run shot. I mean, she skied up over the fence, a la Ken Griffey Jr. It was amazing to see. And if not for that play, it potentially is a completely different game. Now, you never count out the Oklahoma Sooners, but if Texas has something like a 4 nothing lead going into the bottom of the first, that's potentially a very different ball game. Maybe Oklahoma starts to press a little bit, but – Ultimately, this team always seems to figure out the opposing pitcher. And maybe it took a little bit longer than they normally do. But once they did in that fourth inning, they started to hit uh, Estelle Check a little bit harder, a little bit stronger, getting balls out to the outfield. And then in the fifth inning is when it really, really took over. This The Sooners team, just incredible. I wrote about it over at the Sooners Wire. And I think we're just running out of ways to talk about this team because, I mean, all the superlatives, we've used them. And yet they can they continue to amaze us every single time they step on the field. They do. It's hard to find the right words to describe this Oklahoma softball team without just kind of the generic words that you've maybe used in the past. It feels maybe repetitive, not on a championship coronation night, but dominant, resilient, star power. You know, any of those apply. To what you brought up, I really thought in this championship clinching victory over Texas, 
Texas. Yeah, it, it was defense Oklahoma did. That was the the difference in this performance, really for both teams. For Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you mentioned Jada Coleman robbing the two run shot, but it was it was greater than that. That was the notable play early to to keep Oklahoma still right there within striking distance, only down two runs instead of being down four. And who knows, like you said, what happens from that point forward. But it was Grace Lyons turning turning two the way that she did. It was Alyssa Brito laying out and making a terrific play out in left field. It's like every chance Oklahoma had to flash the leather, Oklahoma did just that and, and made the defensive plays. And then conversely for Texas, really the door opens in this championship clinching victory with a hot shot from Kinsey Hansen that was uh, an error situation for Texas. That's how Oklahoma plates its first run in this uh, championship clincher. And from that point forward, really as soon as that happened, you just knew, okay, that's, that's the turning point. That's the floodgates opening for Oklahoma, and that's exactly how it played out. Yeah, once they got that first run on the board, I just felt like everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief a little bit. Like, okay, we're not getting shut out. And then they tie the game still in the, in the top of the fourth. And then you're like, all right, you had your chance, Texas. You had an opportunity to potentially steal this game, but you made a mistake and we capitalized on it. And now we're coming. We're coming for the ring. We're going to take it to you. And that's exactly what they did in the top half of the fifth inning. Uh, and to me, what was incredible about the top half of the fifth, all of that came with two outs. Jada Coleman led off, Jocelyn all behind her, and Chet got them both out. And so now you're looking at two outs. You got Tiara Jennings comes up. She, you know, forces a 3-1 count, gets a nice hitter's pitch, strikes one right at the middle, gets on first. Grace Lyons gets hit by a pitch, moves Tiara to second. And then Elisa Brito, who had kind of been up and down through the, the College World Series, comes up with a clutch double that scores Jennings, puts runners at second and third uh, with just two outs. And then Kinsey Hansen, who they, they mentioned it in the broadcast, had not hit a home run since April. Almost two months ago was her last home run. And she just crushes an inside pitch to left field to give Oklahoma a 6-2 lead to end the top of the fifth. And, and you're like, okay, it's all academic at this point. And the Sooners really took advantage of that. And then you, you think like, okay, maybe Texas is going to settle down a little bit. No, not at all. Oklahoma put another four spot on them in the top of the sixth inning. And it was all over from there. Yeah, and it was cool, wasn't it, that it was Kinsey Hansen, really, again, twice in this game, that had pivotal moments. She's the one that they, you know, you, you always say, softball, baseball, good things happen when you put the ball in play. And, and that's, again, how Oklahoma scored that first run, was Kinsey Hansen putting the ball in play. And then, again, so cool that she has the separating home run in this one. After what was, let's call it what it is, a frustrating inning to the season for Kinsey Hansen at the plate, a frustrating NCAA tournament for Kinsey Hansen at the plate, for her to have that moment where really as soon as that left the park, you said, okay, Oklahoma has, again, it's all academic. Oklahoma has its sixth national championship once the night ends. I just thought that part of it was great to see for Kinsey Hansen who did not have the easiest time this year. 
and didn't make a bunch of complaints about it, but battled through a bunch of injuries and then is rewarded with this moment. Yeah, she was clutch, like came through with a clutch moment. Again, two out hitting. That's if you can hit with two outs, get runners across, that's going to be the difference in the ball game. The Texas in both games in the, the championship series left a ton of runners on base. Credit to the Oklahoma Sooners pitching staff for working around some trouble. But that was really the difference in this series is that Oklahoma was really good with two outs. Texas was not. Te- when Oklahoma got runners on base, they generally drove them in. Texas, they struggled for much of this series. And you know there's a big difference in offensive talent, but also the pitching staff for the Oklahoma Sooners really, really came through. Jordy Ball, her first real meaningful action. I mean, she pitched a little bit in the UCLA game, but behind in that game, trying to kind of just keep Oklahoma in it, it's a little bit different than – okay, we're starting off fresh, 0-0. I don't have any room for error. And I thought she pitched solid. Like, that first inning, it didn't go great, but she really settled down and only allowed three base runners over the next three innings before giving way to Nicole May. And it was just a really um, important performance, I think, for her to get that in the final game of the season to be a big part of the, the, the win so that she can kind of carry that over into her sophomore year next year and be like, all right, I didn't end the season injured. I didn't end the season struggling. I had a really solid three innings that that was the difference in helping us win this game. I was able to keep the Texas Longhorns in check, no pun intended, and be a big part of them winning that that sixth national championship. And we're going to have more takeaways coming up after I talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save? Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Visit them online, betonline.net, where... They've got, again, all of the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and so much more. Head on over to the website today, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. So we've shared some of our general takeaways, how Oklahoma was able to track down this national championship. And probably you and I could talk all night into tomorrow morning and into the week beyond about how Oklahoma was able throughout the course of this season to win this national championship. What does it mean? What does this national championship mean for Oklahoma? It's now obviously the sixth national championship for Patty Gasso and Not that any part of her legacy, John, was necessarily at stake, I don't think, in this championship series. This was just more about a legend in the sport, further cementing that legacy. And now I think you start turning your attention to, okay, she got her first, on the other hand, championship number six. 
And I don't think it's crazy to start talking about, thinking about Patty Gasso, if she wants to keep coaching, that'll be the big question, right? How much longer does she just want to coach one or two seasons in Love's Field? Could it potentially, could that be reinvigorating for Coach Gasso? I don't know. It could be. Could she get double-digit national championships? I think we have to entertain that possibility now. I think one thing that's going to be interesting to see is she's talked all season long about how she's had much more fun. You know, so much of the grind was about winning and, you know, growing up very competitive. She's always been a very competitive person. I think, I can't remember who wrote the article. Maybe it was in the ESPN article that they, uh, the, the feature that they did a, a couple weeks ago on the Oklahoma Sooners, but it was in that she, she read this book just about balance and just how to balance life and, and, create uh, a culture within yourself that like, yes, we, we want to strive for excellence, but at the same time, we want to experience everything that life has to offer. And just some of the things that she said in that re- really resonated with me because I've always loved sports, but at times you kind of see how sports can kind of take over life and become the be all end all. And when it is that, and that's the daily grind, it becomes hard to like want to put that together every single year. And like, you go into the offices and all right, well, I got, you know, how much time do I really have before I have to start gearing up for next year? But when you find a really good balance in your life and you're still able to go have a coffee on a game day and, and get your croissant and just relax and read a book uh, before going to the field and, and getting ready for the game, like if you can find that balance and strike that balance, it's going to provide so much more longevity for you. And I think Patty Gasso has found that she's like peaked in, I don't want to say she's peaked in her career, but she's like found the prime of her career because she's found some balance. And I think that's part of what's resonated so well with this Oklahoma Sooners team and why they've been able to play so loose is because your, your leader, the, the general on the field in the locker room, Patty Gasso, she struck that balance and she's really tried to impart that on her team as well. Uh, she did it with Jocelyn Allo when she made her take like a two-week hiatus, you know, what was it, last year or two years ago, and helped Jocelyn Allo kind of find the love of the game again where it wasn't so much pressure. And when you play free and you play, I mean, even even though the pressure is a privilege, that's what Patty talks about, Jocelyn echoed it, you know, when you can play free and you can play loose, you play so much better. When you're feeling the weight of the world, you feel you feel like you have to play perfect it's much harder to play for it's much harder to play well because you're just so like hyper focused on every little thing that when things start going bad, you start finding that quicksand and it becomes a struggle. So I think Patty Gasso, like she's in a place where she can probably coach another 10, 15, 20 years, however long she wants to, you know, she's found the love of it again, it seems like and the joy in it. And obviously winning helps that, but just finding an attitude that's like, okay, we want to win, but there's a lot to life that's more than just winning and losing. And reading that piece, I don't know, to me it was a breath of fresh air to hear a coach talk about that because as a, as a dad who has a daughter that is in sports, I want her to grow up feeling the same way. And I think there's no reason to think that Patty Gasso can't get to 10. She's won five in the last nine years. So if she coaches nine more years, will she win five more? One interesting question I have is who wins – National championship number eight first, Oklahoma football or Oklahoma softball? I think right now you have to favor Oklahoma softball. The fact that they're only one away from pulling even with Oklahoma football, I honestly, 
and we can dive more into this maybe in a later episode or perhaps before we get out of here today, Oklahoma's the favorite going into next season, John. They are. Yeah. I know that they're losing the you know most outstanding player in this Women's College World Series in Jocelyn. Although I get it, they're losing and replacing the home run queen, but Jordy Ball is back. You're bringing in Kirsten Deal, who is the number one pitcher in this signing class. Uh, obviously, you've got T.R.A. Jennings back. You've got Jay Holman back. Oklahoma will be the favorite going mm-hmm. into next season to track down what would be, and this will be a motivating factor, I think, for Patty Gasso and her staff and this team. Okay, well, the calling card, right, going into this year was similar to what it was, uh, but it was different. It was similar for 2017. Okay, well, this program's great, but do you want to be great in the sense that you can repeat as a national champion? This group, I guess, would be 2022 would be different from 17, though, because you had so much youth on that 2017 roster for Oklahoma. Remember Aaron Miller the year before was really kind of the guiding force to that national championship. And then uh, 2017, that was the the first year of Sidney Romero and on and on and on. Shay Knight and that group that came in that was so special for Oklahoma. This 2022 team came right on the heels of 2021 and had not everything, John, but a lot of those same pieces back. You've got a couple of repeat championships in your program's history. You don't have a three-peat. That will be, I think, a motivating factor going into next season for everybody. And I think the team will be motivated because the question is going to sit there. What will this team look like without Jocelyn Allo? Even though Jada Coleman, first-team All-American. Tiara Jennings, first-team All-American. You, you bring back Riley Boone as well. You bring back uh, Alyssa Brito. You talked about Jordy Ball. You bring back Nicole May, who, while she had some ups and downs, she was really good in relief appearances in the championship series, I thought. And so you do bring back a really solid core. You talked about the number one pitcher in the country coming in. And we know they, they'll find some, some talent in the transfer portal as well. Hope Troutwine, who could have been considered most outstanding player in the tournament after the way she pitched in the College World Series. Um, I mean, yes, she goes, but you, you got her from the transfer portal. Who else could you bring into the transfer portal? I mean, Patty Gasso is going to attract talent because that's just the way she is. And I, I can't remember who mentioned it. Maybe it was Josh Calloway of All Sooners SI asking the question like, or maybe it was Joey. It was Joey, actually. When do we start treating this program like the Alabama Crimson Tide or like Connecticut? So it was Joey Helmer of uh, OU Insider asking the question. And I feel like we were at that point, like five national titles in in nine years. That's very Nick Saban, Alabama-like. And so this is a team that, you know, they still have a lot to play for because you said the three-peat. What does this team look like without Jocelyn Allo? I mean, we'll have a lot of time to cover that, but – I think they'll be motivated to prove, like, yes, Jocelyn Allo, the greatest player of all time, the greatest softball player of all time, a huge, the key piece to our title run. But Tiara Jennings is a great player in her own right and has nearly 60 home runs as a sophomore. And could, I mean, she's going to challenge Lauren Chamberlain's for second place all time in home runs by the time she's finished. And so this is a team that's still going to have a lot of talent a lot to play for next year. And go ahead, Josh. Yeah, just one final thought on the future of Patty Gasso and this program. I do think she will want to 
I, in my estimation, handed off to JT Gasso, her son, in a similar fashion to the way Bob Stoops handed Oklahoma football off to Lincoln Riley, right? With the, the program absolutely humming. And I know that saying the two words Lincoln Riley is a dangerous proposition, but I'm just for comparison's sake, you yeah. and, and Oklahoma football was not on top of the mountain. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you want your successor to inherit the program in as good of a situation as it could possibly be. So I do think in addition to how much longer do I want to sacrifice some of my free time with my family or with other hobbies? While you're factoring that in, I do think that part of it will weigh into Patty Gasso's thinking at some point, if and when she decides to step away. I also think the other thing that factors in, John, is, and I've said this before, it's never easy signing the best class. It's never easy winning a national championship. It's never easy repeating. And, and I think that's part of the reason we saw Patty Gasso emotional winning this sixth national championship. If you caught that on the, the TV broadcast, this in a lot of ways was, I'm trying to think, and now there's five of them in the last nine years, so they're running together a little bit. This kind of is different than a lot of the other championships because it was start to finish, you were tabbed as the team to beat, and you went out and captured the national championship. All of this to say, again, it's not easy to win national championships. It's not easy to sign the best class in America, but the way that Patty Gasso has this program right now it's a heck of a lot easier than it was when she won her first national championship in the year 2000. So if in the back of her mind, double figure national championships is something she's allured by, then guess what? I don't, again, think she has to necessarily coach that much longer to reach that point, John, with the way they're going right now. Yeah. And as you mentioned, they're going to be the favorite going into 2023, but yeah, it's just hard to, it's hard to fathom just, that this team can be so consistently good for this many years in a row. I mean, they didn't win it you know, three years ago or two years ago, but they were still really good. It, the, the COVID shortened season. I mean, that's a team that could have potentially, you know, won a national championship that year. Uh, you know, the year before that against UCLA, it was a bit of a struggle, but I mean, this is a team that's going to be contending every single year. And I, I'll be curious, like, if Patty Gasso does continue to have a long tenure with Oklahoma, what is the future for JT Gasso? Because does he want to go somewhere else, be a, a head coach somewhere, or does he want to kind of stick it out and just wait on, on Patty to retire and then, and then presumably, presumably take over. Everybody kind of assumes that that he'd be the successor. Um, does he want to go try and kind of earn his own quote unquote, earn his own way um, as a head coach at another stop before coming back to Oklahoma or what? That'll be interesting. We would never know that. Only they know that. Um, but it, it'll be something to watch because he's kind of entering into that like really, really hot offense, kind of Brent Venables um, kind of uh, league right there. Like Brent Venables was the hot defensive coordinator for the last 10 years, the highest paid coordinator in college football. And everybody, every single year speculated, is this the year that Brent Venables is going to take a head coaching job? that speculation is going to run with JT Gasso every single year, which year is he going to take a head coaching job? I mean, and you can't discount his importance to this team and the way that they're able to adjust in game. um, And just the way he prepares them that it's, it takes a whole team to do it. And he's a big, big part of that. 
either assistant coach, right? Jin Rocha with yeah. the pitching and JT Gasso uh, really as your primary hitting coach. Any Anytime you're around a program like OU that's winning like this, you're right. It's how much longer is that individual going to wait? Hey, it's great where you're at and you're yeah. winning national championships, but how, how long do you want to wait to be, you know, the successor in waiting or just finally get that opportunity to be a head coach in your own right? And those are not answers that uh, I have on, on questions for either. Yeah. And now I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. And they got great flavors like caramel brownie, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. The granola bars are fantastic. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your next order over at Built.com. And thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We appreciate your support over on the YouTube side, the podcast side. Make sure you drop a line. Leave us a review. Leave us a note on YouTube. Let us know how you feel about the show. Let us know. What do you think about the future of Oklahoma Sooners softball? Do you think they're going to slow down anytime soon? We don't seem to think so. And the team looks like they're geared up to potentially contend for another national title in 2023. Josh, any other takeaways from the College World Series, the championship series, NCAA tournament, just the season as a whole on Oklahoma softball? I think it's worth you and I, before we call this episode a wrap, Jocelyn Allo. Yeah. What is her place in your mind in the realm of college softball? I mean, in college softball, I think based simply on all of the records that she now holds, both in a career in a college world series in a single game in a championship series. I don't know if you can consider her anything less than the greatest of all time because of everything that she's accomplished. The three seasons of 30 home runs or more three seasons of leading the nation in home runs. Nobody else has ever done that. And so when you consider that you consider the, the most home runs in a college world series, you know, the most runs scored. the, I think she was second in total bases batting more than 500 for a season is just mind boggling to me. When you think like, okay, if you hit 300, you're pretty good. Hitting 500 is absolutely ridiculous to me. Like that. It's even plausible that somebody could do that. Like you, you put that on, if you showed me a, you know, somebody's stat line for a career or for a season of 60 games and told me somebody, I would tell you, you were playing, you know, MLB 2005, like on EA sports, like that's what you were doing. And you had a, a creative player. No, Jocelyn Allo, she hit 500 for a season. I, I can't fathom that. Like, it just, it just blows me away. Every time I consider the fact that she hit 500 for a season. And I mean, people are out there comparing her to Barry Bonds. Tony Reale of around the horn on ESPN asked the question, who would you rather pitch to Barry Bonds or Jocelyn Allo? Like, that's what we're talking about. The all-time Major League Baseball home run leader who hit 73 in a season, surpassed Hank Aaron. And now Jocelyn Allo is being compared to him. Like, that's the kind of person we're talking about, kind of player. And to me, it's easy. And maybe I'm just living in the now. Maybe I'm living in the moment, the hype from the national championship. But she's got to be considered the greatest player of all time. And I think you got to even wonder, is she the greatest sooner of all time? Because that's, I feel like that's a legitimate question now. Two-time national player of the year, uh, two college world series, all the records. It, 
what else can you say about her? She's done everything. Well, and look, whether she's the greatest sooner of all time, I think in softball, she's the greatest hitter now of all time. She has surpassed Lauren Chamberlain, which is something I would have never thought we'd be saying that about somebody. Uh, but obviously what Jocelyn Allo has accomplished, becoming the home run leader all time, being second in RBIs all time in the history of the sport is amazing. And having done what she did on the biggest stage of the sport on multiple different occasions, right? Finishing with multiple national championships and really kind of feeling like, you know, there might've been one or two that, that got away from you. That That's uh, just amazing. I think clearly she's the greatest hitter in the sports history player in the history of softball okay well now you're mixing uh, pitchers into the equation so I kind of like to separate pitchers and hitters normally for the most part position players versus pitchers Mount Rushmore for Oklahoma I I think absolutely Jocelyn Allo has to be on the Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma Sooners has to be yeah and to me it was it, it was striking when you hear Brent Venables talk in game one about how when he watches this program that it's intimidating like it's intimidating and it's inspiring that this is what he wants Oklahoma football to become and at the forefront of that over the last two years has been Jocelyn Allo she's been the face of Oklahoma softball and I think as you mentioned it you know one of the faces of the of Oklahoma sports in general and it was just a tremendous send off for her. It was so great seeing her in left field and get the first two putouts um, on fly balls out there. Um, and then just the standing ovation and then, you know, credit to Texas fans too, for just recognizing the career that she's had. You look in at, at the, the standing ovation that was occurring, the whole section of orange that was there, they were standing on their feet too. They were giving her the, the praise that's well-deserved and, 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 you know, be, making it more than a rivalry, like respecting the person that Jocelyn Allo is and all that she's accomplished. And um, to me, that says a lot. And, and it was just great that Oklahoma had the opportunity to send their seniors off, to send Jocelyn Allo, Hope Troutwine off with that kind of a, an ovation, that kind of a moment. And, and for Jocelyn Allo in particular, just the ability to get out there in the field, hug her teammates one last time. You saw she got emotional. And I started getting emotional just watching her because I know what it's like to like play with your team, you know, finish out a season on a high note, and then just kind of you're done. You're like, oh dang, that wrapped up quick, and you don't really even have time to process it all. So, uh, just all all in all, man, what a what a wonderful season, uh, what a wonderful College World Series. Um, yeah, it's it's it was just so fun to watch them out there tonight, even when things were still tight in the early going. I think a lot about with Jocelyn Allo, too, the fact that not only does she have all these different accolades in terms of what her stature is in the game of softball, in the world that is Oklahoma overarching athletics, what about what Jocelyn Allo – remember back beginning of this year when they made the return trip to Hawaii and and what that meant to Jocelyn Allo – what that meant to the community of Hawaii. So she really 
in addition to everything that she stood for in terms of the sport of softball, in terms of the history of Oklahoma athletics, she really stood for something even bigger than that in, in Hawaii, which, uh, you know, I, I thought about that tonight as she was making her curtain call from the field. It, it was hard, yeah, to not get a little choked up, a little emotional watching that as someone that has followed what is one of the most memorable Sooner careers of all time. And if there's uh, anything that Patty Gasso managed better than anything else, it was just that seventh inning in general. Yeah. Nicole May, right, comes out, gets the first out, gets her own curtain call. Oh, by the way, as you mentioned, Jocelyn Allo, it, the, the softball gods just happened to send it out to left field twice, right? Okay, now it's time for her curtain call in Hope Troutwine, who I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, Texas decided they'd throw a little wrench in there before we got to the finish line, but it was fitting that Hope Troutwine was the sooner pitcher in this championship run to get the final out. And then just a final thought in closing here. I'm with you. I thought it was really cool from the Texas fans. One of the first things that jumped out to me with Jocelyn Allo's exit was the Texas dugout cheering and clapping the way that they were. That was unique in this type of championship setting, given the fact that it, of course, was a Red River rivalry, all mixed up in that national championship as well. Hats off to them. I thought that was an incredibly classy gesture. It would have been easy to do the opposite. But, of course, it speaks volumes about their character and, of course, the respect they have for Jocelyn Allo. Yeah, you'll never hear me uh, or see me tweet the words hook them, but uh, very, very well-deserved hook them for the Texas fans there. I'll give them that because, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's fun to see, you know, we love the rivalries. The rivalries are great. It's what makes sports so much fun. Um, but then when you can kind of break it down and just enjoy the moment, enjoy somebody who had a fantastic career and cheer because you won't have to see her again. Um, you know, that's, that's also part of the joy in that as well. So, no, man, it, it was it was such a fun, fun game and, and a fun evening. And, uh, you know, the the great thing about what Oklahoma softball has done and, and really the sport of softball is it's made it must see TV. Like I, we won't see the numbers yet, but I mean, everybody was tuned in for this. Kirk Herbstreet, Dick Vitale, you know, former Sooner players were watching on TV, football players. Trey Young was at the game yesterday. Like it's. It's becoming an event, uh, the Women's College World Series, and that is amazing to see. You know, and I think this is the discussion we always have on women's sports. Like, women's sports doesn't draw. Well, here's a women's sport that's drawing at incredible numbers. They're selling out the stadium, and at some point they're going to have to talk about expanding the stadium so that they can get more tickets sold for that game. Um, you know, college ba- women's college basketball did it this past season too. Like, when, when it was invested in, when it was given the stage, it delivered. And the Women's College World Series delivered. Even though both games were blowouts, like it, there was still a lot of great drama in these games. Texas getting a lead in both games and, and holding Oklahoma kind of down for a little bit. Um, you know, that, that created a lot of interest and a lot of intrigue. And then even just watching a dominant team always creates great intrigue, right? Like even when your team's not maybe doing well, you're, you're tuning in because of what they're accomplishing on the field. And so 
yeah, it's it was super fun to watch, and and hopefully we'll get our, our friend Macy Turley on sometime next week. She was having a good time enjoying the enjoying the festivities out in Vegas, uh, enjoying the game, and so we didn't get a chance to bring her on tonight. But we'll talk with her next week so we can get her thoughts on Oklahoma softball's sixth national championship. Uh, Josh, any last thoughts before we close out of here? It's six national championships for Oklahoma. I don't know that it's going to be a long wait until we're talking about seven national championships for Oklahoma softball. Just amazing the dominance that this last decade has entailed for Patty Gasso in that program. And again, I see no end inside. So book it. Oklahoma Sooners national champions in 2023. You heard it here first on Locked On Sooners, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. So go check out the show over there. Hey, check out our interviews from earlier this week. We had Jackson Arnold, 2023 five-star quarterback commit on the show on the Monday episode. And then we had Joshua Bates, three-star center um, commit for the Oklahoma Sooners on as well. So for Josh, I'm John. Congratulations, Oklahoma softball. Congratulations, Patty Gasso, Jocelyn Allo. You guys are number one on the, on the standings. Got the number one championship and your number one in our hearts. But until next time, we'll catch you later. Boomer Sooner.